Welcome to another Save Station Radio Reacts, where we'll be talking about the recent Game Awards. With me, I have my regular co-host, Connor. Hello there. And once again, we are joined by special guest, Sid. Hey. And if you somehow missed our prediction episode and didn't hear them, uh, once again, they are the lovely artist who does our artwork. They do an amazing job. And you should definitely check them out. Where on Twitter? At Chili Straw on Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic. Uh, as I said earlier, we're here to talk about the Game Awards. It's a bit late. Sorry about that. It's my fault. Uh, we were going to record Friday and put it up then. And then I had some work I needed to do and didn't realize. So I had a deadline and had to uh, forego this for that. But we're here now. You can hear our late reactions. It's all good. It's going to be fun. Uh, we are first going to run through the awards and who won. We, uh, and obviously this is my fault, stupidly did not write down our predictions, so we already forgot. Um, so we're just going to run through them in case you missed and wanted to know what won what. And then we're going to get to the meet, which is the announcements, and talk about those. Um, and again, this is a bonus episode, so I will be doing very, very minimal editing, so expect lots of ums and lots of mouth noises and all that good, fun, gross stuff. And no censoring, so we're going to say lots of fucks and shits here. Yeah. Alright, so let's start off with the Game Awards proper. Going to skip all of the esports stuff, because, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we'll start off with Content Creator of the Year, which was Valkyrie. Uh, best multiplayer game, Among Us. Very nice speech from them, by the way. Uh, best sports slash racing game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Best sim strategy, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Best family game, Animal Crossing's New Horizon. Best fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Best RPG, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Best action adventure game, The Last of Us Part 2. Best action game, Hades. Innovation and accessibility, The Last of Us Part 2. Best VR slash AR, Half-Life Alex. Best community support, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Best mobile game, Among Us. Best deep debut game, uh, Phasmophobia. Not transphobia. No. Nope. <laughs> debut game, transphobia. Uh, that would be a terrible game. Uh, that would, you know, if Cyberpunk have enough wins next year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> best indie game, Hades. Best ongoing game, No Man's Sky. Games for Impact, Tell Me Why. Best performance, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Best audio design, The Last of Us Part 2. Best score slash music, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Best art direction, Ghost of Tsushima. Best narrative, The Last of Us Part Two. Best game direction, The Last of Us Part Two. And game of the year, The Last of Us Part Two. Whew, okay. Um, before we get to the announcements and stuff, I wanted to get some things off my chest about the Game Awards. I'm going to compliment them and say this year I thought was the best paced show. I know, Sid, you didn't end up watching them fully, but uh, Connor, you did. Do you agree with me? I feel like in years past, halfway through the show, I'm bored as shit. And I'm like, it'd be okay if this ends now. This year, I didn't feel that way. So I want to give props to that. Yeah, for sure. I know the Game Awards got a lot of shit last year for that, where they like skimmed over a bunch of the awards and just straight up didn't announce some. And then they're actual announcements weren't all that good <laughs> or like very 
they didn't put really any emphasis on anything, which I thought was lame. Um, this year was a lot better. They had a lot of good speakers talk about what they were, what the categories were, and what the people who received the awards had good speeches. And then, paced in between were trailers and you know your regular advertisements as well. But uh, I felt like it was a good, a well paced. Other than you know the weird pre-show and then the pre-show mid-show. But, you know, they counterbalanced it with the Whooper watch, so all is forgiven. (laughs) Yeah, like, the show, it's a four-hour show, and it didn't feel like four hours, so I gotta give them props for that. That being said, I do have some critiques. Um, Never be fooled, the pre-show is actually just part of the main show. They announced awards and announcements there. Um, So, that's annoying. They should just not call it a pre-show. And also, this has been a problem in years past, and I just felt particularly frustrated with it this year why the hell are the game awards so obsessed with getting hollywood people to present things it stinks um they want to be the oscars they want to be the oscars though you're not and also they want to nobody likes the the oscars Oscars. like fuck the oscars (laughs) yeah as joseph ferris said fuck the oscars uh this is bullshit am i right yeah and i mean it's an award show so ultimately like i said last time who cares like honestly but still i just find it a little annoying their obsession with like like in this year combination for me of having like christopher nolan present game of the year which is like hey christopher nolan he's a good director i like his films but they're films he has nothing to do with the game industry why it's i think it's- especially in his announcement for the game of the year he said something like this is a medium where you your player choice gets to impact how the story is told and then proceeded to announce all of the nominees for Game of the Year, which uh, several of them are not that. Well, yeah, and the winner Animal is Crossing Last of Us. Crossing has no story. Yeah, yeah Last of Us Part Two, which is specifically a story about you not having agency. So, like, you know, regardless yeah, of exactly. that's what that it's game's like, about. So, like, whatever. Yeah, it's like, okay, here's the, the, you know, you here's a medium where you get to control the story, and here are games that you don't get to control the story or don't have a story. I'm Christopher Nolan. Hi, yeah. I'm Christopher Nolan. I like story. I think everything is story, even when it's not. Bye. Yeah, you it's can just make your story, but <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, hey, have him present when he makes a game studio or funds a game. You know, have some fucking tie to this, but like, he doesn't. Uh, like Keanu so Reeves is there, insulting. and he's a movie guy, but he was also in Cyberpunk, so it's allowed. Yeah, and, also and it's even Keanu like <laughs> they had Tom Holland at one point. At least he's like on set for the Uncharted movie, so there's some sort of connection there. Crystal has nothing Spoder to do with Man. this. It's just dumb. Like, why? Whatever. It's just a dumb complaint. I'm sure most people don't care about it, but it just rubs me the wrong way. I will say I only watched the last two announcements of the awards because I was off running errands and came home at that time. So I did see his announcement, and also way too many ads for the amount of time that i was watching so those are my two complaints for the awards but again i i only watched like the tiniest bit plus i was on twitch so i don't know if twitch put more ads in there but that sucked too did they wake christopher nolan up from a nap (laughs) he looked very tired i know it's (laughs) poor guy it's, it's just like do we really need christopher nolan and brie larson and like like those are cool people but I don't got shit to do with this, so it's just a little infuriating to me. Just let Christopher Nolan nap. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's very much man. like 
I feel like the game industry that that makes me feel like they're more insecure than they need to be. Where it's like that we need the celebrities from movies, which people know, to kind of get people excited. Like, no, there are plenty of reasons to be excited about video games on their own. You could do that. I mean, that. that's been the case forever. We yeah. talked about in our was it the Crash Four one where there was a Bruce Willis game for the PS One? Like, yeah, yeah that come was on. Tony Hawk. Which like that was a Tony Hawk. Yeah. That's fine. I get it. As games get, you know, do more writing, more storytelling. Having high quality actors is not a bad thing. That's not a problem. I just right. feel like these awards in particular are so obsessed with like notice us Hollywood. It's <laughs> just like why? No, that's what I'm saying. Is I think the game the game industry as a whole had that insecurity because it wasn't as popular, which is fine. But then it was kind of a niche. But now they're doing a lot of pandering toward Hollywood, like the oh see we can tell stories like you guys. But this was a year show. when more people played video games than went out and saw movies, so... And maybe that's quite it. frankly, even before COVID-19, it was like that for years. Like, the game industry is so much bigger. Like, it's silly, and I feel like there's a weird... You're right, there's an insecurity to all this that's... I'm just saying they could hold their own and be their own thing, and they wouldn't have to pander to that kind of separate outside of gaming entertainment industry, but they choose not to. Yeah. And Absolutely. if anything, it seems like the AAA games are wanting to lean more into that with, like, Keanu and Cyberpunk and these kinds of things. It's like, you have the Laura Baileys and these people who do great work in acting in gaming, hence why she won an award and all these things. But it's, there's no reason you can't have movie stars in games. It's just it doesn't need to be the only way that you guys gain credibility. Like, stand up for yourself, I guess, was my... Kind for of. sure. And it's also just like, there are so many qualified people to present that award. So many. Everybody who's involved who got nominated, there are just so many legendary figures you could have got. So many cool, I don't know, get Lauren Landing up there. Who made Oddworld, <laughs> you know? That's a upcoming Yeah, game. get Lauren Landing to present Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, whatever. Get fucking. You had Reggie on earlier. Like, get him <laughs> to do it. Great. Yeah, sure. Get Phil Spencer. I'm glad to do he's it. still sticking around. We need more Reggie memes. Yeah, for sure. Get uh, Hallie Grossman to do it, right? Uh, Gross, I think. Right? The writer of Last of Us 2. Like, so many people who, like, would kill that. Would kill that presenting job. And instead you went with a director, a Hollywood director. Like, whatever. Whatever. That's just my frustrations. Um, Um, My big critique of the Game Awards is I love the fact that there is an Innovation and Accessibility Award. And I definitely agree that Last of Us 2 100% deserves it. I just wish there was also four more awards to just give to the rest of the nominees because it feels like, hey, you did a better job. It's like they all did excellent work. Oh, it's yeah, the first sure. year that award has been printed, presented too, right? Like, yeah, yeah be great I feel to like... Do. Like the, you guys were I... nominated in the beginning of this category kind of award. Yeah, I feel like it should be... It shouldn't be understated how massive being nominated for that award is yeah right. i mean that's I that like... old adage with award shows right i think like it's an honor to be nominated right like and i don't like because of the nature of these being awards i don't see how they fix that <laughs> like like i understand what you mean but because these are inherently competitive and so that's just i i kind of see that as the way it is maybe i'm just not being creative enough but they're create they're they're it's so interesting because like they are competitive but at the same time i feel like they've only really gained ground in the past like 
few years because it's not like you see the that release that one game of the year like a reprinted box where it's like we got the game awards game of the year award it's not like when you get an oscar reprinting of a movie things like that like games will print critiques from like news outlets like ign and all these things as well as like i don't see the game awards being equivalent to the oscars in that way no i I think i saw that was this year there was a Sekiro printing that had the Game Awards Game of the Year well, logo on it. Yeah, and like you will see games print Game of the Year that have not won this award, but that's because all video game outlets do their own awards. Like that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. it's it's competitive, but it's also not. It's just one other outlet because games are so new and there isn't this kind of like legacy where it's like oh the Oscars like they really decide i could keep going back to the Oscars just because it's the only game award or not game award the only award show that i have consistently watched um but it's it doesn't have that same level of like cultural significance i guess like the game awards is trying to do that for the game industry but again it's not the end all be all on what was actually the best game this year like games i think are a lot more open to preference no yeah they're a lot more subjective but yeah I mean, I mean, and so are films. And yeah, that's I feel that way Oscars about movies are. too. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like, I, like don't think, I, I don't think an award show should dictate. Like, for me, you know, for example, and we don't have to get too far into this. I'm happy with their pick because Last of Us Part Two was my personal game there. But I would be lying if I said these other games wouldn't have deserved it too. Like, this is a great lineup. So, you know, like, like it's all subjective, right? Any group of people right. would have been happy with any of these winning. So it, it, that's just inherently the problems of award shows, right? Inherently, there's always going to be a group of people who are super happy, and there's always going to be a group of people who are super upset. And that's just right. award shows. Like, that's just the media. That's just how these kinds of things work. And there's just no fixing that unless you're inherently changing the 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 form of, I guess you'd call this a genre or medium or whatever it is. I guess the best thing about these award shows, and I feel the same way about the Oscars, it's it's just a great conversation starter. I mean, now I've been on two podcast episodes with you guys just talking about these games because of the Game Awards. It's a great way to reflect on the year and the art that has been made. But again, all of that dialogue is filled with subjectivity. So yeah. and, and that, I, to me, is the benefit of it. And I think that like there's a lot of... I look at these kinds of awards, and I look at all these individual outlet awards, too, as like... Oh, this let this will let me know what you know everybody thought of games, and like I can look at it and be like, oh, here's some stuff I missed. Like for example, Hyperdot, which was nominated for the accessibility category. That's a game I'd never heard of till this, and that's cool. And I love that that exists. And you know, when IGN puts out their list, and Giant Bomb puts out their list, and GameSpot puts out their, you know, you're gonna see all these different awards for different things, and like it'll raise the awareness of different games. Right. Uh, I mean, I I made that comment in our previous episode about like the games for impact award like that is a genre or like a a type of game storytelling that is really i guess impactful to me so i'm like oh these are this is a great list of now games that i want to play yeah absolutely and then with the sales on every platform now i'm like oh now it's cheaper maybe i can go get it now yeah for sure there you go yeah that's also a a nice benefit here is that everybody does game of the year sales so you can right. usually grab most of these on the cheap if you're interested all right first announcement of the night devolver digital's loop hero <clears throat> this appears to this is like a like a pixel art looks like it's a card game 
I didn't really get a grasp of how this works watching the trailer. I don't know if you guys felt different about it. It looks like a randomly... Like, you get cards, but then you use it to build the game. (laughs) So then you have to remember what lore cards you put in, or what rooms or dungeons or areas, and that kind of affects how the people are. It seems neat, but... It does say a deck-building roguelike. So, yeah. I mean, it seems neat. The art is definitely distinct. I'll give it that. It's yeah. very old fantasy magic and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, old, looks like it. Old school fits Devolver's aesthetic too. Oh um, yeah, as most of their games tend to do. Um, they also had a fun segment that just carries on from their like E three stuff. Their weird narrative. Oh, yeah. Devolver's fun. Yeah, it, it's fun. Um, this next game, which I will definitely mispronounce, uh, uh, Chicha, Tichia, Tichia, um, it. It looks like kind of a Wind Waker-y survival game. I'm not sure what to make of it. <laughs> it has a really nice style, I think. Um, definitely very indie looking. Be curious to learn more about it for sure. It's definitely got some uh, Mario Odyssey influence too with that flower and possession. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, yeah, it definitely struck me as Breath of the Wild more than Wind Waker, specifically because of like the paraglider and then doing stuff with the physics and whatever, but... I mean, it's one to keep an eye on for sure. Um, Sea of Solitude coming to the Nintendo Switch. This was a game I was very interested in, I think, last year when it came out. But I heard it wasn't that great. So maybe if they fix some stuff, this is the director's cut version. I'll check it out. Not sure. It's an EA published game, which is interesting. I like that they're looking at these smaller games and giving them attention at least. I think when they were announcing it, they said that the developer went in and overhauled a lot of stuff, including a lot of story segments. So it could just be an entirely new experience, even for people who have played it. So that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I I was bummed when the reviews came out and it wasn't so hot. So I don't know. Maybe that'll give me to check it out finally. Uh, f- oh, and by the way, we're using the um, IGN's roundup here. I also used that for the Game of the Year Awards. Um, it's pretty good, so if you want to check it out, it links to most of the trailers. They're missing a few, but yeah, so so check that out if you want to watch these. Um, Focus Home Interactive Reviews, Shady Part of Me. This was one I completely missed. <laughs> Not sure what this one is. This one's like a, from what I gathered, it was like a combination 2D and 3D platformer, where your 2D platformer is your shadow, and then the 3D platformer is the person casting the shadow. It seemed really interesting. I would definitely encourage you to look up a trailer of it, but um, it also has a good sort of watercolor um, aesthetic to it, and it's one to keep an eye on for sure. It's out now, so I mean, I could just add it to a wish list and then forget about it. But uh, Next, we got a new trailer for Near Replicant version. 1.22474487139. Dot, dot, dot. <sighs> It is a remake slash re-release of the original Nier, whichever version Japan got and we didn't. <laughs> um, cool. I'm excited for that. I really like Automata. I've never played this, so I'm into it. It's out uh, April 23rd. That's exciting. We were just discussing possibly doing these games for the show later on, so you know, keep your eye out for that potentially. We'll see. Is this the game with the fishing? It is. <laughs> Sid's only heard about this game by my negative opinions of the fishing in the Xbox 360 one, but 
This is the alternate version of that one. Yeah. Alternate. Okay, so it is the prequel to Autonom- Aut- Automata, whatever. And then... Yes, but there were two versions, Near Replicant and Near Desalt. And we in the States only got Near Desalt as Near. And they're the same game, except the protagonist has a different relation to one of the characters. In Desalt, you're that character's father. And in Replicant, you're that character's brother. And that Other changes that, anything? Nope. How? It's the exact same game. Okay. There's a couple lines of dialogue that are different, but that's pretty much it. Oh, I'm sure that messes with fans. That's hilarious. So Replicant's the one coming out, and it's the three. Or it's the PS3 version that was in Japan. We only got the three. You know, whatever. Okay, maybe it's their fishing confusing. will be better. I'm maybe it's better fishing. Sure. Yeah. Um, Century Age of Ashes. That's um, a big dragon. Yeah, this was this is one that looks like a. It looked like it was more of a Star Fox thing, but the. The description here talks about PvP, PvP, so I don't know. <laughs> it's out in February, though, so I'm sure we'll learn more about it as we get closer. It looked cool in the trailer. It looked very Panzer Dragoon slash Star Foxy, but I don't know if this is a if this is a multiplayer game that's immediately less interesting to me, personally. Yeah, that was what was shown off, was it looked very much like a Star Fox game, and I, you know I'm all about that, you know, just a fantasy Star Fox. But then it's like, oh, it's an online combat. I'm like, oh, you lost me. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. We'll see. Um, here's the big one. Sethoroff announced as new Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter. That was a cool-ass trailer. I gotta say. Oh, um, yeah. Completely unexpected. I don't... Like, I watched a lot of prediction videos and a lot of stuff. I don't think anybody called this, which is really fun. So, gotta give them props for that. I love the I memes that of... people have done already. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I kind so of anticipated fun. a new Final Fantasy character... But I didn't think they would do another character from Final Fantasy VII. I figured it'd I mean, be something from like eight or nine. It, I know seven's the most popular and the most recent with the remake, but no. But like in the Smash DLC, they have been putting characters who are in have their villain counterparts. So you got King K. Rool in there. Um, so if Cloud is yeah. If you got Cloud without a villain, then it makes sense to bring Sephiroth in. Even if you already have 10 fucktillion anime characters with swords. Yeah, and I was going to say, that's the only part of this that I'm a little bit bummed about, is, like, I think he looks cool, but goddamn. Really? Again? Another one? No, but no, but you don't get it. His sword is 90,000 feet long. It is longer. That is true. <laughs> Ooh, good for him. And he's, At least it's not another Fire it, Emblem character, I he guess. He could stab it into the wall and then jump off of it. Yeah, I just and maybe it's selfish of me. I, I was expecting Crash Bandicoot, and he's cool, but he ain't Crash Bandicoot. Um, well, we still have three more characters of the Fighters Pass. Yeah, so hope yeah. is not lost. Hopefully, he'll bring some of that dope ass music though. I mean, in a few yeah, days mo- we'll see what the Kirby looks like. So you know that makes everything better. <laughs> yeah, as long as we get more than two Final Fantasy tracks, then we're good. I'm gonna say, don't hold your breath. Yeah, if we get up to four, then that's about expected. Yeah, Square seems to not want to share. Um, Boo. This is probably the most exciting announcement for me, because it was a fun roller coaster. Uh, we got cinematic trailer for a new Perfect Dark game. I love this. Like, 
it, we immediately showed up and it was the initiative which is microsoft's new studio and the, their new like triple a studio they've got a bunch of talent from like god of war and naughty dog um on there so i've been really looking forward to seeing what they're making for a while and this trailer like started off and like we weren't sure what it is seemed very cinematic and then we um sort of pan up to this you know spy looking woman and we get some like overhead and they say you know something about like are you ready agent joanna <laughs> or agent dark or whatever agent dark yeah and the, the perfect dark logo is hype as hell i'm very excited for this those poor pyramids, though. What, what do they got going on over there? Just a little bit of lightning. Just a little bit. Also, yeah. for yeah, somebody I've who has no played. idea what's going on, what kind of games are they? They're first-person shooters, historically. I don't know if this will change the genre. Um, okay. Probably not, but the yeah, the first two were first-person shooters. I this could I could see this considering that they have Naughty Dog and God of War, or uh, I guess it's Tony Scott Monica who made the God of War games. I could see this being a third-person game. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a stealth espionage like experience, which I'm all in for. I love it. Some fun gadgets. I don't know. Could be a good time. Um, another exciting reveal here. <clears throat> Back for Left Blood. Left 4 Dead 3. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is, so it is Turtle Rock. So it's the original creators of Left 4 Dead here making a spiritual successor called Back for Blood, and it just looks like left for dead it, it's left for dead three yeah they, they somebody just went valve's not fucking doing it so yeah i guess it's up to us we'll make left for dead three yeah Ugh, these worms are disgusting <laughs> i mean yeah it's it, that is what that series is but i think it's cool i think it's cool somebody's out there saying hey they're not giving you what you want so we'll just do it we're the original creators we'll probably do it a good job um there's I'm another a, one of those down the list yeah but, this, yeah this, back to blood is definitely very exciting as someone who played both left for dead games and had a lot of fun with them i'm very excited i like that they both have a four in the middle yes oh you got it four very very thrilled about uh the number in the middle of the title (laughs) big fan of that i think i think valve was scared of doing any more because then they'd be forced to do left four dead four oh it's so good i know but they were they were too afraid of it oh man it's too much power too much power left four dead four had to be nerfed uh, Did this blood. lady just claw her chest out and put goo on people Ugh. <laughs> yeah they're pretty gross um, sid will not be playing back for blood with us I'm no <laughs> i'm uh, generally not a shooter fan or a zombie fan so yeah definitely not that's for a hard me. sell yeah yeah for sure hood that's outlaws a doom and looking dude <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'll stop. It's all good. <laughs> Hood Outlaws and Legends release date. I don't really know what this game is. I gotta be honest, this is not selling me. It looked pretty generic. Um, it it's appears... like a heist, co-op heist game, but... Dang, I didn't the idea keeps asking vibes. me how old I am. I just want to watch the trailer. <laughs> no. This I is your punishment for being from that trailer, though. Like, that could have <laughs> helped. It, it looks like a co-op Assassin's Creed, which... It's unfair yeah, it to this multiplayer. game. multiplayer. Yeah, it's unfair to this game, but it immediately makes me miss Assassin's Creed's multiplayer, which they haven't done in so long, and I thought was so creative and cool. Um, I just wanted yeah, to yeah. this one did that. not grab me at all. No. I see what you mean. It, it, I see a lot of elements of a lot of different games in this. It could be awesome, but this trailer did not do a good job of selling it. Um, That's fair. Also, just make another Assassin's Creed multiplayer. So cool. Anyway, whatever um scavengers 
I this looks to be like a survival X S game. I'm not really quite sure what we're doing here. It's a free to play action shooter, it says, but it looks very survivally to me. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of free to play action shooters, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but I'm with you. But the rest of the world disagrees. <laughs> yeah, makes money. S- streamers especially. Um, there's some Forza Cyberpunk crossover trailer. I'm not a Forza guy. I don't think anybody else here cares about that either. Nah. <laughs> I, you know, they're Mm-mm. high quality games, I'm sure, but not yeah. a cyberpunk person either. Yeah. Um, the Callisto this is the, Protocol. Yeah, this is the second spiritual successor of the night. The Callisto Protocol, uh, from the original creator of Dead Space, made his own studio. He was making Call of Duty games for a while. I guess he got sick of that. Uh, this looks dope as hell. I'm all in for it. Yeah, Dead we Space just got a cinematic alien trailer. Games, yeah. right? Dead Space are horror games. They are uh, Dead Space One. Interestingly, uh, we were talking before the show started about System Shock. Dead Space One was supposed to be System Shock Three. So if you play that game, it actually plays a lot like Bioshock. If you're a game people are more familiar with, it's awesome. Definitely candidate for the show sometime in the future. Um, and so I'm I'm really excited for this one. Hell yeah. Uh, this one's scheduled for 2022, though, so we got some time oh, to yeah, see more of it. It's going to be a while. Uh, Warhammer 40k Darktide gameplay. I feel like there are a gajillion... War- there are probably 40k Warhammer games, either announced <laughs> or in development. I feel like every time we have one of these shows, we hear about a new one. <laughs> this is another This one new is one. the one we saw at... It was either the Xbox show or the PlayStation show earlier this year. Um, this is Left 40k Dead. Yeah, it is it, another co-op It's basically shooter. Left 4 Dead, but it, in Warhammer 40k universe. Yeah, I mean, cool. I Warhammer fans have a lot to look forward to with that series, if you like video games, so that's always a... that's cool for them. Yeah, especially in a year when you didn't get to go out and play Warhammer very much. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm very excited about this next one. Open Roads. Uh, this is the f- this is Fulbright, who you may remember from Gone Home from back in the day, and then Tacoma more recently. I really like their games. I'm really excited for this one. It seems like it's got a, it seems like it's another first person game, but it's got kind of these animated cutscenes that look really nice. Uh, I'm interested. Yeah, the in story kind of hinted at was that the f- they were a mother and uh, child going to find their dad's lost treasure or something it seemed interesting yeah i'm definitely into the presence and i love a narrative driven experience but man that um complete 180 of the visuals being a 3d environment and then seeing the 2d sprites on top of that really threw me for a loop so that's gonna take some getting used to for sure i like it Um, i think it's cool i just was not expecting it also the fact that the frame rates are different is kind of jarring it's fair it's um, probably something I'll get used to. It's also published by Annapurna, and I trust their... Po- they're like Devolver, where pretty much everything they put out is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, That's they've true. done a good job. Um, yeah, that that looks great. I, I like that studio quite a bit, so I'm definitely curious and definitely open to it. Also, the one of two world, road trip-themed games of the night. <laughs> I love the typography on that logo, too. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you want to talk about the other one? Because I don't think it's on this yeah, list. Yeah, I think they missed it here. Um, Road 96 looks and sounds awesome. It is a um, 
it is from some of the original creators of Valiant Hearts, which if you remember that was from 2014. It was a Ubisoft published um, like 2D. It was a 2D adventure game essentially, and it took place in World War One. It was incredible. If you've never played it, it was my favorite game. Of, I think that, I think that was 2014. Um, you got me to play it, and then the game had a glitch on the version that I played, and it soft locked me out, so I was never able to sucks. finish it. It has such a powerful ending too. Definitely something we will do for this show at some point because I, I loved what I played game. though for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful, funny like it's a, it's a it's a fantastic experience. Um, but yeah, Road ninety six is from some of those original creators. It's got roguelike elements, which makes me a little nervous, but it seems heavily story based. It's um it's about you are a refugee escaping uh, sort of a war-torn country. I'm very interested in this. Uh, I think it's a fictional country. It, has, it looks like it's got some goofy elements to it, but so did Valiant Hearts, so that makes sense. I I can't wait for it. I'm very excited. And just to clarify, that's road as in a road you drive on, not rogue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Road Trip. The second road trip game of the night. <laughs> gotcha. Um, which is cool. Uh... Disco Elysium Final Cut. This is Disco Elysium for consoles, essentially, and a free upgrade for the PC version. Still haven't played that game, so that's cool. I will get around to that someday. Heard nothing yeah, but glowing it, well, things. It was nominated for Best RPG last year, I want to say. Yeah, and it won um, a lot of people. People seem to really like it, so. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good, so. Um. We got a tease at Dragon Age 4, another one. I think it was like the third or maybe maybe second tease that we've gotten Congratulations for that game. to Sid for actually calling this. Yeah. I was going to mention, I don't think, I don't know what episode it got talked about, if it was the one that got lost or not, but this was one that I was like, shot in the dark, maybe they'll hear Dragon Age 4 news. And then I was like, haha, I got one right. I'm just a little shocked that they did this without showing any gameplay or anything so well, my theory as to why yeah. it's here is that at the end of the show and they're showing that they're bringing mass effect back yes that is it was mainly damage control so that people aren't freaking out at you're bringing mass you didn't even show us dragon age 4 how are you you can't move on you didn't even tell us so they're like okay fine here's something and then we can also do this because we're big yeah but that presents its own problems and i'll talk about that when we get there but yeah i mean you're probably right uh endless dungeon i still don't super care about dragon age yet so i don't play either of these series so i want to care about both of them i've never played either of them they're both interesting to me i just i just i want to see gameplay um endless dungeon roguelite tactical games virtual successor to uh endless i don't know what that is Coming to consoles and PC. Um, I, I apologize to Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. This is actually probably the most generic game description of the night. Sorry. Endless Dungeon, I don't know what you are. You do not sound interesting from what we've heard. It looks like a top down roguelike, you know, whatever. You know, there aren't <laughs> the 4 billion of those already. Yeah. yeah, character designs are cool. Yeah. I like this a... uh, jellyfish playing the keyboard. I'm yeah. a sucker for big shoulder pads, so. That's true. I'm a yeah. Metroid fan, though, so you know. And I might be being a bit pessimistic about it. I just, like, another one. <laughs> I think we're good, but I don't know. Um, Crimson Desert, first gameplay trailer. This one, I don't believe actually exists. 
It is... Yeah. Wild. Because it looks incredible. Like, this is definitely the prettiest thing we have we saw of the night in maybe ever. Like, this looked amazing to the point where I'm like, that does, that's not real. Um, <laughs> like, I just don't believe it. They uh, claim at the start of the trailer that it is in-engine. Yeah, that's why I don't believe it. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> this isn't live action footage. It just looks. It looks too nice. Um, it looks very. I am interested in this game. It looks like a high fantasy version of Assassin's Creed. Like it has that same sort of style gameplay. It there's a point where they're riding dragons. Like it looks cool as hell. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I think the other thing that made it not really believable was that it didn't have any voice acting. There were scenes where people were talking, but there wasn't any voices. So it is, they did mention it is coming out of Korea, so they could just not okay. be ready on the translation so it yet. Could just, it could just be in Korean, and then they didn't yeah. dub it. They just didn't want to scare people off or something. I don't know. Because this does look, it's, I mean, it looks incredibly high budget. <laughs> like, Yeah, it, that's true. And maybe they have English voice acting lined up, and they just want to show it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm speculating. It says it's going to launch in 2021. Again, I just, these visuals are like... Okay. If it's true, awesome. I'll be thrilled. I'll be super excited for it. I just... It's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like... No. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, we'll see. Uh, Overcook gets a new chef. The Swedish chef from the Muppets. That's fun. This is the best announcement ever. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> um, Except the fact that he doesn't go hurdy hurdy hurt. <laughs> he might. He might. He did it in the trailer. I want I want his sounds. Finally giving a reason for Jeff Keighley always having the fucking Swedish chef at his stupid shows. <laughs> like, there's or just like the Muppets. Last year was Beaker and Dr. Bunsen. Yeah, You're so... just a Muppet hater. It's fine. I'm not a hater. I'm just That's... a hater of external shit that doesn't matter in these shows. <laughs> hey man, if I'm bored, I might as well see a Muppet. Um, he had, What was that stupid Doc Brown thing he did last time? I guess that's true. Uh, I think it made a joke like, oh, next they're going to announce Doc Brown for Cures of War. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, at least it's making good on that stuff. So that's cool. I think this is also just a great fit. Like, I think it's hilarious, but it's also like, yeah, of course, why not put the Swedish chef in Overcooked? That's a ridiculous game about cooking, and he's a ridiculous chef. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. I love that he's there. So... Um, talked a little bit of shit on Scavengers earlier. That's te- that team is making two games. Uh, well, the other one is called Stunning. And by its name... It looks- it's, it's called Season. Oh, Stunning is in the... Sorry, it is the Stunning. IGN. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it is Stunning. It's called Season. It is Stunning. Um, it looks beautiful. Not quite sure what it is. But I love the look. It looks like maybe it's a photography game. Which would get me very excited. Somebody who likes photography? I don't know, but I'm not quite positive. Pokemon Snap and the Apocalypse. Dustin, you need to play Umurangi Generation. I know, I know. That I know. I've been meaning to. That game looks rad as hell. Uh, this protagonist is cute as hell, too. I yeah. love their oh, glasses. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. And their bicycle. And it has this weird sort of sci-fi overtones in the trailer, at least. And mm-hmm. It seems really interesting. From what I gathered, it seems like you're a person sort of travel in the country trying to document like past civilizations almost like an like a more realistic outer wilds which i am a hundred percent down for totally Um, 
the one thing that kind of I mean, it's probably not going to come out for a while, but it is going to be a PS5 exclusive, and I don't have one of those, so. Oh, this, this one makes me want to have one, though. Th- this sold me on a PS5. F- yeah. Fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> Fuck whatever. You don't need God of War. Don't need God of War. I just need fun bicycling photo- photography game. Hey, man. Record dragonflies. We have simple needs. Simple needs. Yeah, this game looks right as hell. I'm definitely more curious um really interested uh new call of duty warzone content i that cool. game has a lot of fans <laughs> i'm excited for them i have not gotten into warzone itself so i cannot comment on any of that um so yeah okay this the is one the one that did get you this is the, the fucking one so we fucking oh my god so, oh okay so this <laughs> trailer starts right and I'm thinking, oh, this is looking very, like, caveman-y. This is looking very... It's looking like I'm, like, thinking about what it could be. I'm like, oh, Far Cry's done this sort of thing before. Maybe it's another, one of those. Oh, I guess it I could be Dustin Horizon. I sent a tweet saying it's the Croods for Dead. <laughs> it, I, I was like, maybe it could be Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or whatever. Uh, Forbidden West or whatever that game's called. We fucking pan up to a dude. And I had this moment of, like, huh, that looks like Vin Diesel. Looks like my old pal Vinny D. And then he starts talking. I'm like, holy shit, that's Vin Diesel. And then (laughs) we get this fucking trailer. Um, I'm all stoked it's Vin Diesel. Big fan. And then fucking a dinosaur comes out. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, it's a new Turok game with Vin Diesel. Fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? I was like screaming for joy. And then we get to the edit. It's motherfucking Ark 2. (laughs) Like... Nothing has ever put me on this roller coaster before. Like I was so happy and then so disappointed. And like I just I like and it could be good. I don't know. They didn't show any gameplay. And I think Arc they just One showed Vin Diesel. Arc One is one of those games I was really interested in and it just looked like such garbage that I never gave it a real shot. <laughs> so I don't know. It just set me on a roller coaster of emotions and not a good one. <laughs> but I have no idea what the Ark games are. It is a They're survival, survival game. games. But then they also have dinosaurs. Okay. Which on paper should be the thing to get me into a survival game. That sounds fun as hell. I'll, I'll, I'll if I will always be interested in your project if it's either about befriending or killing dinosaurs. If it's on one of those extremes, I'm in. Uh but <laughs> yeah, Ark just did look like it came together for anybody really. Um, and it looked fine. But the thing that's a little more exciting that isn't in this IGN article is after that they announced, like, an ARC cartoon slash anime? That looked cool. I'm way yeah, more interested Yeah, ARC the that. animated series, and I think it's going to be... It's going to be somewhere. I vaguely recall it being Netflix, but I'm not sure. That might have just been weird brain association. But it's got, I mean, it's got a heck of a cast. It's got yeah. Elliot Page and... Vin Diesel as well. Other Vin Diesel's also in it, so it seems cool. Art style was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looked. It, it had a dope art style. It was the trailer was violent as hell. I'm, I'm in. It reminded me a lot of Castlevania style, like beyond it just kind of looking anime. It looked like that, but with dinosaurs. So I'm, I'm in to at least give that a shot. Uh, Fall Guys getting a new season. All right, I don't actually cool. play it, so. <laughs> got nothing to say seasons about it. Seasons in games is not something I care about. 
they I hope they pay their animator well though because this is very cute. Yeah, for sure. Um, Outriders gets a new trailer. I've heard good things about the demos for this game. I every time we see it, it's another game where I'm like, this just looks generic. <laughs> but it is made by. That's how I feel about a lot of these games, honestly. Yeah, but this so one I feel every year at the Game Awards and E3. This one in particular, this and Hood are just unfortunately like have not shown well, and like it's a Destiny esque game being published by Square Enix. It is being made by People Can Fly, who have made interesting games in the past, interesting first person shooters in particular. I don't know. It's a three player co op though. It says. Yeah, so it is very Destiny in that way. Um, I don't know. I've heard decent things about it from people who've actually played it, but other than that, it just visually it has not spoken to me in any way. That's how I feel about most first-person shooters and most fantasy games nowadays. They kind yeah. of borrowing a lot of the same style. I'm just waiting for Which that is new fable. Realism. New fable will get it up there, I'm sure. We need Titanfall three. That'll get me there. <laughs> Well, um, what about Evil Dead? Okay, this was this was surprising. <laughs> Wait, is that the skin book from Hocus Pocus? <laughs> no, it's the skin book from Evil Dead, silly. Oh, so what sorry. about the one from Eternal Darkness? <laughs> the Tome of Eternal Darkness? Why is there so many skin books? Because it's gross and scary. Um, You're right. Cool. Why wouldn't you have a skin book? <laughs> I feel like we've had a great run of pretty good licensed video games, so, okay. I'm, you know, vaguely interested in this. I've never... This dude in medieval armor really fucking stands out. <laughs> yeah, that's from Evil Dead 3. I still have not watched any of them. Yeah, I haven't either, I really so that's the to. thing. is like I don't know if those movies are even for me, but, like, I don't know. I hear the movies are really good, and I need to watch them, and everyone on Twitter after this episode can yell at me to watch them, and I will, but uh, I haven't yet, so this is cool, but it will mean more once I actually watch the movies. <laughs> Yeah. Then, is this next announcement the only the second game announced for Switch on this whole list? Oh, real quick, did that trailer say who was making the Evil Dead game? Um, because I missed it, and I'm too afraid to watch it while I'm recording because I've had issues before with audio going uh, through. No, those are all movie studios at the bottom. Shit, that's a little concerning. MGM. Oh no, wait, go back. Uh, Boss <laughs> Team Games uh... and Saber Interactive. Saber's done some stuff, but I've never heard of Boss Team. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, they so, have game developers working on it. <laughs> you say this is the second game announced for? Oh, I guess um, the fucking other one. <laughs> I was I was gonna make fun of like the Smash Brothers character does not count as a game, but I guess that's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but there was the other the director's cut of Sea uh, of Solitude. Um, yeah, that was the only other game I've seen that's also, like, for Switch, this is just a really uh, Xbox and PlayStation heavy announcement show. Yeah. Which I, I guess mean, I fair. guess Overcooked <laughs> is the same thing with Sephiroth. It's just a new character. It's not a new game. Yeah. Well, and also that's, it just makes sense given the timing. New consoles are out. You know, right. These are, yeah, push some PS5, some Yeah, a lot of these games probably just aren't viable on Switch, unfortunately. Well, Nintendo's always done its thing. They'll do a direct when they feel like it. Yeah, so. for sure. Anyway, Ghosts and Goblins, Resurrection. It's like a remake or a sequel. I don't know. It it's is, a remake of the first one. It appears. It is aggressively not for me. No, me neither. 
I mean, if it's less bullshit than the original was, then maybe I'll give it a shot. I am interested in because it's because Ghosts and Goblins is one of those that's like right up there with Castlevania. Not right up there. It's it's far behind because it's not nearly as popular. But you know, it's kind of that same style. It was Capcom, Capcom's component to Castlevania. Um, but the original game on the NES is complete bullshit and almost unplayably hard so if they make it better then i guess i'll give it a shot i will say Um, from what i've seen people play the nes version and what i'm seeing in this trailer it doesn't look like much has changed except for the graphics yeah and i gotta say i don't think these graphics look nice at all (laughs) like it just doesn't does not vibe with me it's interesting um Um, also with this they announced a capcom arcade collection yeah which but, is cool. It has like a shit ton of Street Fighter 2s. At the end thing. of the trailer, they did show off an ability where you can turn everything on the screen into a frog. So that's new. That's 10 out of 10 game right there. There you go. It can sit up there with um, Age of Calamity for summoning frogs. Or Mario Odyssey for Tsushima. letting you be a frog. There you go. Ghost of Tsushima lets you summon a bunch of frogs. That's so. true. We like frog games. Um, I like frogs. Yeah, so you don't have long to wait for that one. February 25th next year. Um, um, I believe the Capcom uh, arcade collection was free, though, or at least part of it's free. It's, so it's a weird structure where you had to buy them in packs. Okay, but the first pack is free? I don't know. It might be one of those where the download is free, and then you can just select what you want from there. Yeah, I think, but it did say the download came with a couple of the games. Alright, that's cool then. So part of it's free. Check it out. Um, On Switch. Next, we got, speaking of PlayStation, we got a, a PlayStation Studios title here. We got a, another Returnal trailer. This is another one of those Still where I'm like... such a bad name. <laughs> it's... I love the name. I love the I, name. I love how bad uh, it is. It. It's great. Uh, but it's... it's uh, I think both these trailers, like Hood, have not done a great job of selling it. Uh, that being said, the pedigree behind this game has sold it to me. I'm very curious to play it it's being developed by housemark who if you don't know most people probably know them from Resogun, from when the playstation 4 launched they make a lot of like arcade style games uh, about getting high scores and stuff like that this is their first stab at a more triple a third person shooter kind of game and from what it sounds like this is this will have a heavy emphasis on a rewind mechanic which could be really cool um but I just feel like these trailers have not done a great job of selling it. From what I've seen, the gameplay part of the trailers definitely remind me a lot of Control. And that is at least interesting to me. Yeah, and I will say a big shout out to this game starring an older woman, which is rare. So that's cool. Yeah, not something we see sake. as a main character. Yeah, so that's interesting at least. Um I don't know. I have an interest in it. I definitely am keeping my eye open. I just hope it is a little more interesting than these trailers have led me to believe. We'll see March 19th of next year when it comes out. Yep, pretty soon. And also it's a PS5 exclusive, so... Maybe you'll have your PS5 by then. Oh, man. I, I would hope. <laughs> uh, this one's very exciting. It Takes Two. First gameplay trailer. We talked about Joseph Ferris earlier in this. He was the fuck the Oscars guy from a couple years ago. Um, this is his brand new game. It takes two. It looks like it's 
sort of building on the same concepts that he did with A Way Out, which is that like prison escape game, which I still haven't played, which is really upsetting to me because it looked awesome. Um, that one was co-op only as well, though, right? Yep. Yeah. So he's like All right. really into building games that are co-op, um, which I think is cool. Like this looked really creative and interesting, and I'm definitely down for it. Uh, th- yeah, this one looks like a 3D action platformer. Um, the only big concern that was raised here was that the story seems to be about mending uh, like two people's relationship. And that's fine. It just does not seem like a very fun story for co-op <laughs> with a friend. Like It seems like it could be really rough. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I like that somebody's out here doing stuff like this though this was an interesting game at the very least it definitely caught my eye it's very colorful which i'm into i don't know main characters are puppets and it's play figures aesthetically it's very different from a way out a way out had a um it had a style but it was a little more realistic looking so i don't know i'm i'm at the very least interested and this is another march march 26 oh oh no it's 21 that's 22 a lot of games out in march um Super Meat Boy Forever gets its 19th trailer release date. (laughs) (laughs) This one's saying it's coming to the Epic Game Store. Sure, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) Alright, I mean, it's Super Meat Boy. Yeah. It seems more complicated than the original, which might be its detriment. Who knows? It's a runner, too. It's not like a traditional platformer. Oh, okay. Then maybe it's not more complicated. Uh, there was more mechanics, and I was like, oh god, this is going to be a lot. Like, I mean, it could have more mechanics, it's just one of those mechanics isn't going to be you pressing forward. Okay, so go. that's a lot better. <laughs> um, uh, we get another trailer for Oddborn Soulstorm. Every time I see this game, I'm more interested. I'm I'm pretty hyped for this one. Ugh, I could not agree any less. <laughs> it is disgusting. Sid hates Oddworld. <laughs> I hate looking at anything related to Oddworld. I'm so it. happy for you guys, but this is... I don't know why I can usually handle more like gross character designs. Something about these little mm, no. It's very like you don't nineties like early two thousands like just gross. I think it just makes me like the same kind of physical body cringe of like Invader Zim. Yeah, like, my I, body it just rejects that. it. <laughs> it's fair. It definitely I has like that it. aesthetic. I love it. I, I love it. I love Oddworld. Um, I can't say I like all the games because I have not played like a majority of them and i started munch's odyssey and was kind of fell off it was okay um but i did really like new and tasty and this is the sequel ish to that so very interested in this um we talked about it in our playstation 5 episode as well yeah um i i I definitely one we'll keep an eye on yeah and i like seeing this very almost triple a like 2d platformer it looks cool hell to me um yeah i mean it's still an indie game it's still just odd world inhabitants and there and lorn landing <laughs> and his team but you know it's got the got the playstation money there yep good for, um, good for it i'm really happy for you guys yep, that's out <laughs> hates next i'm year. gonna walk the other direction there uh we got the elder scrolls online expansion if you're into that cool i got nothing Oblivion, to say i assume you guys Dagon's have nothing to there. say either um you got Dagon. Cool. It's been forever since I played Oblivion, so I don't know what that means. He's the big demon guy, you know. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, new trailer for Monster Hunter Rise, uh, along with a demo announced. I... There you go. There's another Switch game. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. I uh, think this. It's looks also cool. another one that I don't care about. Oh really? I think it looks cool. <laughs> this is the first Monster Hunter game where I'm like, oh, this looks like like Breath of the Wildy. Like I'm kind of in. I don't know. That's fair. This one you get a dog, so. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you do you get have a dog. My interest peaked. Mm, that's all Usually I Usually Monster Hunter games you get a cat. This one you get a dog. There's that's... also cats, but they're you get a dog. Yeah. Oh, I, but I, I can ride the cool. dog. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. I can't ride the cat. Yeah, looks the like cats, it's got a grappling The cat's hook. like a people and it talks back. <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter's weird. It is. Yeah, it, it's something that I just, I don't really know. Uh, maybe we can all get into it, play it together. Um, yeah. No. I play it with other... <laughs> okay, never mind. All right. I, I played Monster Hunter Dash World those dreams. and completely lost my interest like pretty quickly in just because... There's so many like micromanaging mechanics, and I'm sure this one's gonna be different. But goodness. that's fair. I I would say the fastest way to get me to try any game is to play it with me. So I'll give that idea some cred. Uh, it looks like it has a fun grappling hook. Looks like you can just grapple it anywhere. I don't know. I'm, oh, okay. I'm Maybe I'll give that one a shot. Um, <laughs> um, Among Us gets a new map. Cool. I I have never played that game still, which is bad. I should probably try it. <laughs> But I'll play on, it with you. It's coming to Xbox Game Pass PC. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, it's only $5, It's also too, free so on mobile. Just play it. Um, but, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's fun. I'll totally play that with you guys. Um, yeah. um, this one's cool. The new map is the Top Hat Clan Airship, which is from the Henry Stickman games, which oh, were inner weird. slots early stuff. That's cool. That's a fun collaboration. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so... I mean, it's the same developer. They're just there's always been Henry Stickman ga- stuff in the game. There's pets and whatever, but here's an entire map. It's the whole airship. And um, as someone who did enjoy the Henry Stickman games, at least from early YouTube playthroughs of them, they were pretty f- pretty enjoyable. I like seeing this kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, another pretty cool thing. Another thing that if you had told me, hey, is there anything that would get you into Fortnite? I would have said no, and then I would have been wrong because Master Chief comes to Fortnite. Oh my um, god, I did see that trailer. I was, I was so confused. <laughs> I, it's it's wild because they didn't just announce it as a Halo thing. It started with a red versus blue skit. That was really cool, actually. I, it was cool, but I'm like, is this 2008? <laughs> <laughs> sure is. I mean, they I, I even made it. a it joke awesome. about like the show you watched ten years ago. Yeah, t- yeah, totally. Uh, I thought it was cute. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in this for sure. Um, I, I've been really enjoying all the screenshots people have showed of uh, Master Chief and Kratos like giving each other high fives. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been very I'm entertaining. A fan of that. Um, looks like you can play Blood Gulch in some mode. Like, at, cool in creative mode. This yeah. looks like That's... a really nice crossover thing. So, got to give that props to Fortnite for that. Um. Scarlet Nexus. This is a game I'm so mixed on. They they announced this at one of the Xbox shows a while ago. I love these kinds of um, action games. These Bayonetta-esque, you know, uh, Devil May Cry style, God of War like button combo, memorization stuff. I think they're great. Why did that protagonist look exactly like the, one of the ones from Astral Chain? That's what I was gonna say. This game looks just like Astral Chain, and I hate that. <laughs> Because 
I personally, and this is not fair to Scarlet Nexus, I know this, I hated Astral Chain. <laughs> like, really genuinely hated that game. So I am a little nervous about this one, which is not fair, but it is what it is. <laughs> fair enough. Um, I think this game could be really cool. As someone who did really enjoy Astral Chain, um, I mean, at first and through about halfway through the trailer, I did think it was a Sword Art Online thing. Um, maybe it's probably just because I've never watched Sword Art Online, but it reminds me, the more I look at it, the it, more it reminds me of things like Near Replicant, I guess. Um, and that could be very cool. I'm very into that, so. Yeah, I'm this just a little... might just be my problem for watching so much anime, but, like, none of these character designs stand out to me. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, they really no. do not, but... Which was the same problem with Astral Chain, and, like, also... Astro Chain is problematic for a lot of reasons. I, I'm surprised people haven't brought that game up in a way that they're bringing up Cyberpunk now because that game has some weird things to say about slavery that aren't cool. That's um, oh yeah, no, Astral Chain is not perfect. Uh, the one thing about Scarlet Nexus that does get me really into it is the cool masks with the triangles. Yeah, sucker for cool masks in games. So there you go. Yeah, and I mean whatever. If it's a if it's got a great combat system and a less problematic story, it, also it has nothing to do with Astro Chain. It's just literally it's just just me appearing these aesthetics. It's not the same developer. It's it's barely related. Um, but I'm I'm I have a vague interest at least. Um, Just Cause coming to mobile. This looked like it misses the point of Just Cause. <laughs> um, it's a top down dual stick shooter just cause is fun because it's a third person game where you can just cause as much destruction as you want this seems like it really focuses in the action I'm not interested in this in any way beyond it just being a mobile game just cause is the one that you can have two grappling hooks and a parachute and a wingsuit right yeah and it's fun as okay. hell it like rivals spider-man and sensitive overdrive in terms of movement you gotta try it it's it's really fun I do um uh, first look at Ruin King, a, Lego, a League of Legends story. I'm actually kind of interested in this one. I didn't think I would be, but like looking at it, it looks cool. It's a spin-off. It's a single-player spin-off um, RPG thing. It has an interesting style. I don't know. I'm curious to say the I least. I loved yeah, that cutscene style. I'm not a fan of the in-game style. I'm mainly just happy for a way to experience League of Legends without playing League of Legends. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, between this and the music videos, maybe it'll make me a fan. <laughs> yeah, because the music videos are dope, and then... Oh my god. <laughs> there was one... I think there was another League of Legends story game that they announced that was in this... Yeah, there's a couple sort of, of these. sci-fi future world that looked really cool. Um, So, I mean, cool. I, I'm never going to play League of Legends, but I'll play your weird indie king story game. This is an indie game. It just is using well, the League of Legends universe. Yeah, it's an indie game in the same way that, like, uh, Valiant Hearts was an indie game. It's still being published by Riot. Um, yeah, but it's still got that that feel for sure. That's all true. Right. We're getting back to uh, Mass Effect teaser trailer. So, this is cool. I'm happy for Mass Effect fans because there was a lot of worry that the series would never return after Andromeda. That's awesome. I would not get too excited about this. It is yeah. wild to me that they even dared to show this trailer when we have seen nothing of Dragon Age, save for these uh, CG season trailers. 
and they have also pledged to remake Anthem and make it good. So this is two projects in the future, and I just would not hold my breath on seeing this anytime soon. Yeah, yeah I would I would say that, like, okay, cool, you might get another Mass Effect game. I would be wary if you see anything about it within the next two years it's probably going to turn out like andromeda there's no way they're going to have the amount of resources and like focus on making a new whether it's mass effect 4 or like a spin-off or whatever there's no way they're going to bring it up to that quality with the amount of stuff that they're that's going on right now it's just and like they could prove me wrong on that but like i just don't see it happening my immediate gut reaction to this trailer was, oh, they have a lot of work to do to undo the bad faith with Andromeda. And so now what I'm hearing you guys saying is, like, maybe that's not going to happen. Yeah, Bioware, man. What a fall from grace. Like, so many people, like, and I've never played one of their games, which so is a failing of me. But so many people are like, this is the best RPG studio. The Mass Effect games are amazing. The Dragon Age games are amazing. The fucking Star Wars games they made back in the day are amazing. Like, People love this studio, and this generation, they put out Dragon Age Inquisition at the start, which people did like, and then from there it's just been a decline, because they put out Mass Effect Andromeda and then Anthem, and I feel like the conversation has turned so far against them because of those releases, and I, um, I, I think they know that, especially Dragon Age, I think they recognize that and they want to make quality games again, and I believe them there, but man teasing this now is just such a weird move to me i don't i don't trust it (laughs) yeah i know they want to try and rebuild that mass effect brand i guess but you gotta focus for a long time yeah but you ended a trilogy and then you were like okay we'll do more we'll do a spin-off thing with andromeda or whatever and then it flopped i feel like you should focus on what you have, whether that's remaking Anthem to be better. Focus on that. Get people to realize what you're doing, first of all, because I didn't even know that going into this episode. Um, and then focus on Dragon Age, which is going to be your big thing in the immediate future, at least somewhat immediate. I feel like this is one step too far. They should back off for a little bit. <laughs> yep. It, well, it feels like they were trying to do what Bethesda did a couple years ago. Remember when they announced Star Starfield? Like, officially, and then right after that, they went, oh, and don't worry, Elder Scrolls fans, here's the next Elder Scrolls game. And it was kind of a hype moment. And Yeah, but, like... <laughs> this studio has not had the recent history to be able to pull this off. Like, I think... I mean, to be fair, neither has Bethesda, but, like... I... But Bethesda... No one expects Elder Scrolls Six anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> not with well, how many times they keep re-releasing Skyrim. And I would argue, and I know that there's, like, a strong Bethesda hate group out there does not like anything they make but like i think most people are positive on bethesda even with like fallout 76 and stuff like that like i think most people are excited for their games i think most people care bioware has lost a lot of people just straight up and so this is just such a weird decision to me where it feels like they're trying to do that thing but they just don't have the credibility to pull it off i don't know i don't know i would just be i would just I wouldn't get too excited about this right now. Well, that was about everything. Is there anything that you guys hoped would be there that wasn't 
anything at we all. We need to talk about the highlight of the show first. Which was? Which was Wooper Watch. Watch. Wooper Watch. Wooper Watch Wooper was great. Watch. Um, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, when we talked about, like, the pace of the show, I think in years past they've done these, like, really bad integrated marketing stuff. This is the first one where, oh, this is fun and silly and dumb, and I actually am enjoying it. And everybody loves Wooper. I caught so many Wooper during the show. Did you get a shiny Wooper? I didn't. Aw, I saw a bunch of people who did get shiny Whoopers. And I, I say this, and I don't play Pokemon Go, but my partner, who forgot that they even have it on their phone, dusted it off to be like, oh, Whoopers. I want to ke- catch more Whoopers. Whoopers yeah. my favorite Pokemon of all time, so this was good to just see a bunch of Whoopers run across the screen. I love the fact that that Whooper Watch, like, banner can now be a meme and, like, put it on top of everything. Like, oh, interrupting it's already Whoopers. On this, it's already on this episode's thumbnail. See? So. There you go. Yeah, it's cute. I, Over I, time. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's unobtrusive, but it's a great way to remind people, like, hey, you can't go outside because of everything that's going on, but maybe still play Pokemon. Yeah. Maybe catch some whoopers. Yeah. Forget about your problems. Have some Rather whoopers. than, like, infuriating and boring as they have been in the past. So, uh, right. shout out to that. Um, I would be remiss to talk about how there is a, uh, I guess, a... a, a um, a small purple dragon sized hole in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, I wasn't truly expecting it here. It's uh, they announced crash four June and then released that game in October. So if they're going to do that again, I assume it'll be a similar setup, but yeah, well, and it might be another year, but like, I feel like Activision is going to deliver sometime. <laughs> Yeah. They're not going to leave you hanging for much they've longer. They've got a serious snowball going with this, like, nostalgia fest they've got between Crash and Spyro. They're not going to let that uh, And Tony grasp. Hawk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. They're, this is the era of the late 90s, early 2000s. I, I just, I'm glad that, and we've talked about this many times on the show before, I'm just glad the era of 3D platformers are back. Yeah. yeah. So much more. In a that, way that's, we have like Sackboy's back. We have Yeah. In I mean, a way Mario's that's like still crushing it. good and not just like ukulele, which I know came off to a pretty rocky start, but Yeah. Like totally. indie indie's developers have been contributing to that in a great way that's a lot of fun and reminds people why they love them, but then to have the first party or people buying out these properties and making new ones is also super exciting. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, with the Crash Spyro, there's new Ratchet and Clank. You got Psychonauts um, 2 coming up. Psychonauts 2. Can I get my hat in the ring here and get my Sly Cooper? Because that's the one that I play. Oh, man. I hope. I hope. Um, you, want a, you want a Sly 5? Yeah, Metal Gear for kids. Also, shout out to <laughs> Clive and Wrench. I feel like I mentioned that last time, but that's a cool-ass little indie game that's coming up. Um, yeah, and Pumpkin Jack came out yeah, not too long Pumpkin ago. Jack's that great. one was pretty cool. Play Pumping Jack. It's uh, awesome. Is Val and Wonderworld going to be 3D platformer? Yep. Sure okay. is. A little nervous um, about that shout one. Out to, shout out to Spark the Electric Jester 2. I haven't played much of it, but it's a cool Sonic game. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool, there's a bunch of good options, so, you know, I'll wait. It's okay. Um, uh, I think a lot of people were bummed about Bayonetta 3. Understandably, it's the 15th year in a row. That they haven't shown anything since they announced it. Ninety <laughs> um, third year in a row. I already forgot that it was coming out, or even well, it's announced. Not. Well, yeah, okay, fair <laughs> it's enough. It's not coming out. I feel that. like 
I like we talk about it and then off screen there's like the men in black flash and then I forget about it again. Kingdoms I have been built was... and crumbled in the time since Pain yeah. in the Three was announced and we have seen it. I think I think literally it's been three years since it was announced. Dang. Wild. And Platinum has done other things. They did the Wonderful 101 remaster and then they re released Bandetta One and Vanquish. Near Automata. I think was between Near that time. has gotten more stuff. Um, they've got uh, Babylonians Fall coming up. I think I forgot about that one even more than I forgot about Bayonetta three. <laughs> yeah, Square Enix not really pushing that for some reason. Um, yeah, I whatever. I I'm really excited for that. I'm sure it'll happen when it happens. Um, a lot of people I saw were really bummed. No Elden Ring anything. Elden Ring won one of the community awards for most anticipated game. Yeah. I, you know. So, someday we'll see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another one. I'm, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure we'll see it when it's ready. Um, I was bummed. I think this is the biggest one, I think, for us, too. For us, the, like, are the cross between all of our interests. No Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, I... With how little Switch titles were announced in general, it makes sense that they're probably just holding off to do a direct sometime next year. I hope so. So, so I'm not super heartbroken about it because I know that it'll come in. Like Nintendo with this and E3 tends to kind of um, snub their nose in a way as far as announcements and like save their good shit for their own stuff, which works. Other than Smash Bros, I guess. But and when they yeah. revealed Breath of the Wild for the first time. <laughs> Yeah, but that, first of all, Breath of the Wild first game had such a weird development and announcement cycle, but I think I think they're probably just going to hold off of it, plus Age of Calamity is still semi-fresh, so they're probably going to let that, people play that and finish it. And Even though it's not canon to anything? No, but like have their time with those characters before they kind of rile them up again. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I could see them doing a big direct early next year because i haven't done one of those in forever god um, i hope so so i could see i need something to look to forward about. to for next year since i don't have a playstation 5 <laughs> yeah i mean they've got that they've got no more heroes 3 coming out they've got bayonetta 3 someday maybe that'll be there i don't know <laughs> like maybe metroid someday <laughs> don't don't remind me <laughs> <laughs> that game's that game will be a bayonetta 3 situation <laughs> 2030 at least we've heard about it. Yeah, at least we know why that one's taking forever. Um, if it's not here by twenty twenty five, then I'll be confer- I'll be worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Also, Prime Trilogy on Switch. When? That's my other big thing. Yeah. Uh, can you do more ports of your old games that aren't so half assed, like the Mario three D All Stars? Oh, that that's asking it for a lot. <laughs> I know. I know. Um. Nintendo, I love you, but you're a piece of shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we got a little negative in the end there. So let's, um, <laughs> before we leave, <laughs> I want to hear from each of you, since we're kind of coming up, I don't know, a lot of people might have breaks. Is there any games you're looking forward to playing in the next couple of weeks that you're like, oh, I'm excited just to have a cozy time with this? I Sid, mean, do you we got, got anything? some new christmas and holidays haunt content for animal crossing and that game will continue to keep my interest for quite a while um yeah, at least three years yeah they have 
content planned for that long. Um, plus, we're coming up on the year anniversary of it, so there's a lot to kind of think about and reflect on that. Um, I'm still really chugging at trying to get good at Hades. That's been fun. I don't know if I'm looking forward to anything new coming out, kind of just working on what I have. Honestly, and it's probably a little bit shameful to admit, but I, I still haven't finished Luigi's Mansion 3. I bought that when that came out. Maybe I should dust that one off. I mean, I that's probably games. a good way to play that game because it gets real repetitive, so <laughs> giving yourself yeah, a little is probably a, a smart bit. idea. We have uh, a review of that. Um, the uh, Just an update for our listeners in terms of what I've played and talked about on the show. I have, since our Ghost Runner episode, played through all of Katana Zero. That game kicks ass. Oh, so good. Um, so glad I played that very much. I definitely see your point, Dustin, that Ghost Runner is a 3D Katana Zero. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I also, since our game awards prediction episode have been playing a lot of hades heck yeah and that game is amazing i'm enjoying the hell out of it uh i, I am, am sad that it didn't get nominated or didn't win as many things it was nominated for that was my biggest disappointment with the show i thought it should have taken a lot more yeah but it did it does kick ass definitely go play it yeah, if you for haven't sure. and it's on sale yeah my plan is to pick that one up eventually i love Supergiant. Join the us. only reason i haven't done it is because i I have reservations about roguelikes in general, as you probably gathered oh. from earlier in this episode. <laughs> I've never played a roguelike before this, and I also didn't want to touch the genre until now. See, I have played them and been very disappointed. <laughs> but, but I have played quite a few. This one's the best. Uh, but yeah, I I plan on getting that one. I, um, me and Connor scored a PS5. Woo! Uh, Collectively. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just the one PS5. What a saga. Yeah, so... Hour and a half in the line at the GameStop, we got one. So I doubt that'll be here before the holidays, but I did get, if it does, if I get lucky, I did get a, I had to bid it with a bundle, because GameStop is, sucks, and <laughs> they made me spend $750 on it. But um, it did come with Miles Morales, which I'm excited about, which is a game that takes place during the holidays, so I'm hoping that that lines up. Are you gonna get bug snacks? I, yeah, I have bug snacks, because it was a PS Plus game. Um, Heck yeah. Which I'm very excited about. Um, and then my other plan, I'm probably just going to continue with uh, playing the other AC game, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, which I'm very much enjoying. Uh, and Not AC as in Animal Crossing, yep. which you did start? <laughs> I also started that, which I'm also excited to get deeper into. Um, Heck yeah. So, yeah, it, it, the Assassin's Creed games are just such junk food for me. Like, I love them. They're great time wasters and, like, they're fun. I think this one has got a lot of comedy in it, which I've been enjoying. It's just been satisfying to run through it. Um, it'll probably take me the rest of the break to beat it. Um, but yeah, those are my big plans. I've been kicking around in my head, maybe going back to Ocarina of Time again. That was a game I played for the first time around Christmas, so I always associate it with that holiday. So That's been, me with Ace Attorney. Yeah, so I've been, I've been considering it. That might happen. We'll Almost see. Christmas means it wasn't Christmas. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll update your autopsy report. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we don't normally do these for this episode, but uh, I don't know where else we'd put it. We do have a recommended viewing this this time around. It is going to be um, the Game Maker's Toolkit's accessibility in review for this year. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Um, it was 
it's particularly of importance to me as a low vision person. I I had never watched their reviews on this stuff before. Connor pointed me out, pointed it out to me, so I thank you for that. It was a very very good video. I oh, think yeah, I've very shared. Touching. It goes over the games uh, throughout the year and what they what steps they took to add accessibility to their games. Um, really great. Definitely made me tear up a couple times on how great this year has been in terms of accessibility. So yeah, and does give it, that a watch. I'll put it in the episode. It also makes sure to touch on the stuff that didn't work well, right? Um, right. Including yeah, beloved yeah, games, sure. which I think is nice to see because I feel like sometimes like you know stuff like like Animal Crossing comes out, but it doesn't the reviews don't mention how bad it is at accessibility. And so I right. like seeing that stuff here. Um, so really highly recommend that. And I think yeah. I've shared it with you in the past too, but that channel has a fantastic playlist about accessibility in games. If you're just interested in the topic and want to hear more beyond this year. Yeah. Good, good shit. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? No. Um, you could follow the show oh. at Save Station Pod. I guess you can follow. <laughs> I guess. Um, we still have the giveaway going on up until December 26th. Be sure to f- go there, read what it takes to enter, and enter into that if you want to win some games. Yep. It's... Um, that's at Save Station Pod. Where can they find you, Dustin? Uh, real quick, that giveaway is Ghost Runner, which is one of our favorite games from this year, I think it's safe to say. And then uh, the Dreamcast Collection on Steam because we are uh, we are starting the year off next year with the Sonic Adventure series saga. Whatever. Sonic Adventure 1 through 06. So that'll get you a head start on that if you want to join yeah, us. Yeah, it'll be the Dreamcast saga, or the Dreamcast collection for Steam, as well as Sonic Adventure 2 and the Battle DLC for Steam. So that's the second prize. Um, you can follow me at DustinHDragon on Twitter. And Sid, you mentioned it once at the top, but give it to us again. Where can you be followed? Yeah, I am at Chili Straw on Twitter and Instagram. Anything else you want to plug? Play Animal Crossing. <laughs> you don't Play have a Hades. podcast or something? Uh, I guess I do. <laughs> um, I, host a po- I host a podcast with my partner called Beans and Leaves. You can follow on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Beans underscore pod. I believe that sounds right. It's linked on my Twitter bio, so if you go over there, you'll find it eventually. But we we really have it updated, but there's like four great episodes if you want those. They're pretty great. There's a great episode on Animal Crossing and gender if you want to listen, listen to that. Listen, I have an Animal Crossing agenda. Everything I touch becomes Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's a good game. It's really uh, good. And you can follow me at ConiferSSR. Um, I have that linked in the Save Station bio as well. So, Yeah. For sure. Yeah, totally. Nope. And I will say, subscribe to Beans Leaves. Do Aww. it even yeah, if they're not putting podcast. out episodes every week. Do it so when they do, you get that episode. Yeah, we have a... Um, uh, and... Yeah, we have a, a backlog episode that we're working on getting done about Blair Witch. So there is still things cooking. We're just, like everybody else, struggling with quarantine depression. So we'll get there. All right. And remember... Be good to each other. Yep, take care. Bye.